This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Breaking news The Amazing Loki is back. Marvel Studios Loki Season 2, an original series, is time slipping to a new date. Streaming October 5th at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Disney+. Plus. So, yep, you heard that right. We are moving up a day from October 6th on a Friday to a Thursday, October 5th. So, you guys, make sure you be tuned because what the new format will be for loki because this is the last series of the year we will be starting 5 p.m the loki after show starts and the loki after show the pre-show pretty much would just be a marvel news segment where where i'll be you know just pretty much doing marvel uh, all the marvel news topics whatever's hot in the moment And that will be on Instagram and YouTube at Kevin27World. I will be live streaming. So make sure you tune in at 5 p.m. And then at 6 p.m., we will watch the show. And then I'll do my after show all live like that. You know what I mean? Like we, we getting it in like that. So make sure you are tuned in for Loki season two, October 5th, breaking news a day early but not a dollar short yes we run into the bank with this one so please october 5th set the calendars make sure you are there 5 p.m and uh you know i'm gonna be there regardless but please if you want to kick it with your boy we're gonna be getting litty talking some marvel stuff getting prepared for the loki madness and obviously the first episode i mean we're just going to be talking about uh loki and um you know what's going on and whatever marvel news so make sure you're there now for while you're here yes you read that right the top 10 box office movies that i've seen so far this year and i am ranking them all yes So let's go ahead and we can get right into this. Follow Kevin27World on Twitter, X, Instagram, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, A new episode of This Is Cinema will be dropping this week. Okay. Number 10, we got Joyride. The 2023 film Joyride grossed $12.8 million in the U.S. and $15.7 million overall worldwide it opened in 2800 theaters on july 7 2023 and earned 5.8 million in its opening weekend the film's budget was around 32 million needless to say major flop but let's get to the feeling side of it it's obviously in my top 10 so it really means i enjoyed this movie and I'm, I'm going to tell you why it made my top 10. And I really was thinking on this because I picked this over the only, the other two movies I had were Super Smash Brothers 
and Transformers. Now, this is based on the movies I've seen in theaters, and it's just my, like, it's my list. You know, it's not like, it, it's not based on the box office numbers. It's really how I felt about the movie. And watching Joyride, bro, I really felt connected to the movie. I really got, felt like, um, as far as Asian culture, really was uh, integrated well throughout the movie. And the jokes were like early 2000s comedy. I really enjoyed it. Really was a throwback. Real good racist jokes, you know, that I really enjoyed. So for that, I had to put Joyride in my top 10. That's where the feelings come in because when I seen the movie, I was just like, bro, this is really good for a comedy. Like, you know, and now I did flop major flop because if the movie costs 32 mil to make and you only make 15, you didn't even make half of it back. So <laughs> damn, that's bad. Super flop, super flop. But, uh, Shout out to Joyride. Really good movie. Highly recommended to go see. And yes, we are not doing Rotten Tomatoes. This is straight on. This is all about me today. All about me. Okay. Number nine, Ant-Man 3. Yes, Ant-Man 3 snuck in my top 10. And um, the Ant-Man or Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, has grossed 476 million dollars worldwide including 214.5 million in the united states the movie's opening weekend in the united states was 106 million dollars the movie's budget was estimated at around 200 million dollars the movie was of course a box office disappointment falling short of its reported break-even point of 600 million dollars it's on track to become one of Marvel's biggest box office losers. Yes, this movie, for whatever reason, didn't connect. Is it because you telling us it's Kang, he's the big bad wolf, and then he gets beat up by Little Red Riding Hood? And when I say Little Red Riding Hood, I mean Little Red Ants. I mean, could it have been that. Could it have been Jonathan Major's performance and it was just a little bland. He didn't really get the opportunity as um, what's my as he who remains did, or as the uh, the not the collector uh, uh, the the high evolutionary. You know what I mean. So it could be a little bit of that. Maybe Paul Rudd didn't really come with that pizzazz like he usually did. For whatever reason, Ant-Man 3 did not stick the landing at all. And it showed in the box office. And, and it showed in the box office numbers for sure. Now, box office numbers, I'm not saying that because a couple of the movies I have on my top 10 are box office flops. Like, obviously, this movie is one. Obviously, Joyride is a flop. But as far as the film, yeah, I think this movie was better than Joyride for sure, but this movie definitely was like the worst. I'll say probably the worst Marvel movie they put out since Endgame. I'll say because I liked Eternals more than I like Ant Man Three. I'm gonna keep it real. So 
Yeah, MN3 was definitely disappointing. And I, I really think it just comes down to the villain. I think the villain was just not uh not that amusing, not that scary. Like, damn, man, if you can't even be if you can't even be Ant-Man, like I'm supposed to assume you're gonna give it the uh Thor the business. So yeah, that's out of there. Okay. But I still fuck I fuck with Ant-Man 3. Like it's I like it. It's a good movie. So it slides in the top 10, but really at the bottom. You know what I mean? Really at the bottom. So number eight, we're going with Scream Six. Scream Six has a worldwide box office total of $169 million and it grossed $108 million in America and $60 million everywhere else. Yeah, that's pretty good for that franchise. I think it was like the highest. I believe it it was the it was the highest in the Scream franchise or close to it, something like that. So really big opportunity for Scream with it being in New York and all of this. And they came through, man. Other than that, getting to the feelings part, that was the facts. Getting to the feelings of it all. I mean, bro, Scream Six was gruesome brutal i love the real like just the hacksawing of it all you know we're talking about what the the knife play it was really good honestly really compelling story but you know a movie like that i found it interesting because i was invested in the story and i like how the story didn't take itself too seriously i'm really enjoying that these days it's kind of something i enjoyed with fast 10 we'll get to that when we get there but a movie that knows like yo this is a franchise yes and we do some corny shit sometimes so let's lean into it and i like how they leaned into the corny shit they brought back gail killed her off shit was crazy oh i should have probably should have said spoiler alert but hey if you haven't seen it man that's your bad um yeah i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it uh Though it was a really good, uh, really good movie. The action was really good too. Obviously, I mean, none of these movies are really scary to me because, like, I'm a grown ass, like I'm an adult, so it's not really going to be scary to me. It's really just about how gruesome these movies are, and it was very gruesome, a lot of gruesome killing in it. So yeah, man, I'm putting that number eight. I said it when it came out. I like that movie more than Ant-Man 3. That's when when I seen that movie and uh, I thought like immediately when I left the theater, I was like, I had a better time watching Scream 6 than Ant-Man 3. I was like, yeah, Ant-Man 3 watched. Dead ass. I was like, I knew it then. (laughs) I'm crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Number seven. Young Oppenheimer was well, not Young Oppenheimer, but y'all know I'll be saying that Young Oppie, the Oppenheimers. Yes, let's get to the facts of it all. The movie Oppenheimer has grossed over nine hundred and twelve million dollars worldwide. This includes three hundred and eighteen million dollars from North American theaters and five hundred and ninety-four million dollars internationally. I guess everybody wanted to see. Uh, I guess everybody wanted to see us drop bombs on Hiroshima. Like, bro, I guess everybody wanted to see that story. 
Holy hell. It is also, or this film is the third highest grossing film of 2023. It is also the highest grossing World War II related film, the highest grossing biographical film, and the second highest grossing rated R film. I'm assuming the highest rated R film is a uh, Passion of the Christ. And this film's success is driven by IMAX screenings, which contributed 47% of the film's domestic tally. And I wanted to throw that in there because this is why I was excited that Dune 2 got pushed back. Not excited that it got pushed back because, I mean, it got pushed back because of the writer strike. But I am excited that the Marvels will be in IMAX and I will be going to see that bitch in IMAX. Okay. Now let's get to the feelings of Oppenheimer. So Oppenheimer was a good movie. I'm not going to lie. I still am pretty mad that I didn't, um, you know, take a female to go see, uh, take one, take a lady, a hot lady to go see Barbie. Instead, I chose to go see Oppenheimer and um, still a regret I have to this day. But as far as the film, it was a good film. It was kind of boring. I'm not going to even lie. But this was a historic event that really happened. So you kind of got to know what you're getting. You know, you got to kind of get your know what you're getting yourself into when you go. So with that being said, like the outlook I have on it now, <sighs> the outlook I have on it now, yeah, Oppenheimer, definitely number seven for me. I enjoyed it. And come on, we got to see boobies. You cannot underestimate the boobage. And anytime I see boobies, I'm all in for it. So shout out to Florence Pugh, and I give those titties an eight. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it was a good movie. Definitely, definitely had to be in the top ten. Honestly, I really enjoyed Oppenheimer. Now I did fall asleep, but bro, you ain't missing much falling asleep on Oppenheimer. I promise you, you're not missing much. You know, as long as you get like you see, I saw all the main parts. I probably fell asleep for about twenty minutes, but I seen a good portion of the film. Okay, Oppenheimer number seven. And bro, I just, I promise you, I would have not thought that Oppenheimer would have did nine hundred million dollars. I really don't understand why I heard they were pissed off that um. Well, I guess because they couldn't get the number one spot, but bro, I I do believe the whole Barbenheimer shit. I I do wholeheartedly believe you could probably take a Lisa. $200 million off of that. If if it made $912 million without Barbie dropping that same day and people like, oh, well, I'm going to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. Bro, take about $200 million off. At least in America. At least in America. Maybe maybe another 100 If we just keep it in America, if you take, a, I, I would strongly say you could take $100 million off of Oppenheimer. Easily without, because bro, the whole Barbenheimer shit, great marketing, great marketing. Number six, Creed three. 
Creed 3 grossed $275 million worldwide with $156 million in the United States. It's the second highest grossing film in the nine-part Rocky franchise behind Creed 2, which grossed $214 million. Creed 3 had a record-breaking debut, though, grossing $58.7 million, and it had the best debut of the trilogy. That's the facts of it. Now, let's get to the feelings. Yeah, seeing Creed 3, honestly, I could put that movie on right now and enjoy it myself if I'm just keeping it real. You know what I mean? I really enjoy Creed 3. Uh, Jonathan Majors, standout actor. If he didn't get beat up at the end of the movie by Michael B. Jordan, I mean, he really would have stole the spotlight. I mean, he pretty much did, but because I felt like he acted circles around Michael B. Jordan. You know what I mean? And I like Michael B. Jordan, but his acting skills is... I've never really thought of Michael B. Jordan as such a great actor, but yeah, he really did good directing. It was his directorial debut. So that was another amazing thing about this film. Now, this was the first film I've seen in IMAX. Um, I, I, I really don't care too much about the IMAX shit, but I, I did say, well, I'm going to go see the Marvels and IMAX since, you know, they're going to be available on IMAX screening. So I am going to go see that in IMAX. But other than that, I really don't care too much for IMAX. But I saw this one and uh, I, I probably said I really noticed the difference, you know. I, I probably said I noticed a little, a little difference. So, yeah, I think that was I think the movie was fire. A little too short. That was like my one of my criticisms. Like my man's got out of jail and just became the champion hella quick. Like they kind of rushed it and they kind of rushed it just to get to the big brawl at the end. But all in all, still a solid movie. Still a solid movie. And couldn't make the top five, but definitely top six. And I love Creed 3. That movie was great. So yeah, I could watch that again. So now we get into the elite top five. It's the elite of the elites, okay? And number five, we go on with John Wick, number four, chapter four. And John Wick, chapter four, grossed $432 million worldwide, and it earned $187 million in the United States. And, uh, yeah, this movie was a super W, Obviously, the highest grossing of the franchise. And let's get to the feelings part of it. I mean, bro, this movie, I think it was the, well, yes, this movie did come out after Ant-Man 3. Now, I go see Marvel movies twice just anyways. Like, I I told my bosses or I told my manager before she quit, I was like, yo, I want Thursday and Friday, y'all. Because that's because I was like, yo, when Marvel movies come out, I need to go Thursday and Friday. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel about that. And so I would have seen Ant-Man 3 anyways, twice, regardless. But John Wick, that was the first movie I've seen this year. 
outside of Marvel, which I was in, which I'm like, bro, I gotta go see that again. And I really think it's the only non-Marvel movie that I've went to go see multiple times. Oh, no, as a matter of fact, it's not, because I've seen Fast X twice. But this was the first, and yeah, I really love John Wick 4. The movie was great. The action was great. The nods to all of the old school video games, the old school action movies from the 80s, like the Warriors and Bro, the movie was amazing. Keanu was amazing. I'm just always amazed at how many different ways they can find and shoot someone in the face. The innovativeness of it all. I mean, I loved it. What more can you say? Honestly, my only gripe with the movie is that the duel at the end should have been between the uh, the other, the other uh, white guy. Because he was talking like so well, like, and then he just bitched out at the end and thought he's about to get the easy way out and still got shot in the face. So that was like my only gripe of the movie. But other than that, John Wick 4 was a W. And I could put, and that is the only movie that I actually bought on digital that's not like Marvel. And shit, I haven't even bought any other Marvel movies. Like, I haven't bought Guardians yet. Or I haven't bought um yeah that was it because I bought across the Spider Verse damn sure I ain't buying no Ant Man three so yeah John Wick four Super W got to be in the top five I don't even see how that couldn't be in the top five now mind you these are movies I've seen in theaters only I know you guys might be like well what about you said Extraction what about uh they clone Tyrone Nah, bro, these are only movies that I've got up, spent my hard-earned cash to go to the theater and buy popcorn and all of that shit. These are those movies. We're going to do another list because, you know, we just got done with the five. But we will be doing another top ten movies list. So some of this, I don't think, well, when I do the top ten movies overall, it won't be box office based. We'll just be talking about the number or not the numbers, but we'll just be talking about the movies that we might go back and, you know, do Rotten Tomatoes and Letterbox and all of that shit. But for writing uh, for this one, this is straight box office, straight box office. All right. Number four, Fast 10, Fast X. You can Fast XXX me. Like, seriously, that movie was incredible. So Fast X grows $714 million worldwide, making it the fifth highest grossing film of 2023. However, the film's budget was $340 million, which was inflated after director Justin Lin left the project due to creative differences with Vin Diesel. The film's domestic gross was $145 million, which is considered underwhelming. So I don't want to say it's a flop. It's a bit of a flop. So it's a it's a little flop, but clearly it's because of you know the inflated uh the inflated budget. Other than that, it wouldn't be that big of it wouldn't be a, a flop. 714 million dollars is pretty damn good. 
But getting to the feelings of it all, yo, Fast 10, I just watched it the other day, bro. Bro, that movie's still good. It's so good. Like, I just watched it. And I was like, bro, this is a good film. I don't understand how you could think it's not. Well, I could see because this is how I look at these movies. Because I felt this when I seen Fast 6, I believe. And I I think it was like this part where I think it was Vin Diesel. He like stumped on a bridge and a bridge collapsed. And I was like, all right, bro, y'all doing too much. But I believe after Rest in Peace, my man's Paul Walker, I was like, you know what, bro? We got to just live in the moment and enjoy this stuff instead of trying to cancel all of our like childhood shit. Like you got to think Fast and Furious came out. I was like eight, nine, or I was probably like nine or 10 or some shit. I'm, I'm I'm 31. I'm still going to watch these movies. So I look at Dominic Toretto low-key like he a superhero. Like when he in that car, he's a superhero. And he can do shit that you can't do in the car. You know what I mean? Like it's better drivers than others and all of that. So that's kind of how I look at it. So I really don't look at the films and when they doing some crazy shit, like my man's just smacked into a building and just kept driving. Like, you know, in real life, you smack into a building, like coming up, fought, like driving off a bridge, smacking into a building. You're not just driving away. Like, but you got to look at it through the movie lens and take it for what it is. So that's why I really enjoy Fast 10. And it gave me incredible amounts of adrenaline while watching. Like in the theater, incredible amounts of of adrenaline. And the cliffhanger, honestly, was very great. Now, please, let's talk about the villain of it all. And we're not going to go so crazy because that's going to be another episode when we're talking about the top five villains. But come on, Dante. Dante came and stole the movie. He owned it. And you got to really tip your hat to him. He makes the movie. Like, even when I watch it back, every time I'm watching it back, every time he pops up on screen, I'm laughing. And I'm like, oh, my God, this motherfucker's crazy. So you got to tip your hat off to Jason Momoa. He did an, an amazing job, an amazing job. So we rolling with Fast 10 as number four, right? Number three, Gran Turismo. The 2023 film Gran Turismo, based on a true story, has grossed $102 million worldwide. The film has earned $39 million domestically and $63 million internationally. The film is on track to break even at the box office. The film's opening was uh, the film's opening weekend was underwhelming, earning only seventeen million dollars domestically. However, the film finished first on the domestic chart. I just think that was that it was it, it be it be weekends like that, bro. Like I'm telling you, 
the movie theaters nowadays, that's why it's so hard to really judge a movie based on like based on the box office, which how good it is. Because if you don't really make a movie into an event, it's not gonna go crazy. Like this movie got, or not this movie, but the game got like $90 million or 90 million uh buys, 90 million dollars uh or 90 million copies sold or some shit like that when you're talking about the video game and that did not translate at all to the film but getting to the feelings of it is one of the best films i've seen ever if i'm keeping it real it's not i'm not really being prisoner of the moment because when I was in that theater, like it was bringing, like it was bringing me to tears. Like that movie was that inspirational. I just really felt like, bro, you could really do anything. You just got to really practice. You got to really try hard and it's, it's okay to fail, you know, but that movie, Gran Turismo, I loved I love, 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 love. I really be thinking about it. I'm like, man, I would go see that shit again, bro. Gran Turismo was really good. Highly recommend. I was like, I was debating on putting it number two, if I'm just being real. Like, as far as the movies that I went to go see, I had, like, I left on a high after seeing Gran Turismo. Like, I was just like, oh, I'm like, I was doing research on the guy who really was driving the cars. Like, you don't get that a lot, you know? And I really felt that after seeing Gran Turismo. So if you haven't seen Gran Turismo, I am imploring you to go see Gran Turismo. Like, it was really, it was really well done. If you want to see great storytelling, go see Gran Turismo. Uh but I couldn't put it over this number two movie. And that was Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 grossed $844 million worldwide. The movie earned $358 million domestically. And it was the fourth highest grossing film of 2023. The movie's budget was estimated at $250 million. So that's the facts on it. The feelings, how do I feel about it? Yo, I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Got the poster on my wall. I mean, the movie is amazing. My my only gripe with the movie was it's just not better than the first Guardians. I thought it was better than the second one, but it was not better than the first Guardians. And it's not the best movie since Endgame. And regardless of all of that shit, the movie was just stellar, spectacular. I just really enjoyed James Gunn's send-off. My biggest gripe of the film, though, is they killed no none of the Guardians. And I just didn't like that. I guess maybe if you would have killed them, you could, you could probably say it when it comes to James Gunn. Maybe that's how you felt. Well, if I kill someone... It's expected, so let's just kind of fuck with them. Let's act like we're going to kill Drax, but we don't. Let's act like we're going to kill Nebula, but we don't. So, 
I get it. But I still would have liked to see someone die. Everyone just walked away unscathed. So they you still kind of leave it up for interpretation if the Guardians could ever get back together as a whole without Gamora. Which I just wish she would die already. Seriously. Like the TVA should have just should have been came to get Gamora. I don't understand that shit at all. I just don't get it. Will never understand for the life of me why Gamora just chilling. Like it just makes zero sense. Please get that shit out of here. But yeah, the the whole rocket backstory and pretty much we get a rocket origin story and all of this. Remember, James Gunn said this was actually he was writing this as like a as a rocket origin story, you know, like a special presentation. And then he just turned it into a movie. Like, fuck it. We just going to rock out with it. And I really enjoy that. He did that. We got a good send off a of rocket or what? Well, not even a send off, but send off a of James Gunn and rocket like that. So yeah, shout out James Gunn. Now he over there at DC stinking it up, you know, the flash <laughs> ass, but, uh, yeah, man, it's really it was really good film. It was a really good film. I do kind of find it funny it did not make more than Black Panther though. A lot of people be like they like forgetting about Black Panther and like oh it was better than Wakanda Forever. Didn't even make more money than that. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Black or Guardians Three was fire. I would have liked a little more, little less. Uh. Star Lord and Gamora, but it is what it is. That was a good movie, though. Had to put it number two. So, what do you put number one? I mean, of course, of course, it's simple across the Spider Verse. I mean, Spider Man across the Spider Verse grows $689 million worldwide, which is 6.9 times its $100 million production budget. The film's domestic box office was $381 million, which was the third highest grossing film of the year in the United States. Now, let's get to the feelings. That's the facts. The feelings of it, man. I mean, clearly, I love the these are the movies I love this year. But, yo, I really thought that Across the Spider-Verse was just fire as fuck. Like, I thought that movie was super good because I actually really think it is the best movie I've seen this year. It has the most replay value. Like, it has the most replay value of any of the movies that I've seen. Like, I've watched this movie a bunch of times. I put it on and go to sleep. Like, I really love Across the Spider-Verse. This movie moved mountains, and I feel like it was memed, memed crazy so far. Is is a lot of memes came from it, and I do feel I'm gonna keep it so real. I feel like for it to be a PG movie, I feel like it had more. It made more waves, even though Guardians three made more money, I feel like Across the Spider-Verse just had more of an impact 
on film culture this year. So that's just my opinion, and that's why I think it's top dog. Number one film I've seen this year. I, I went to go see it three times. Fire film. I mean, I bought it. I can, I'll probably put it on after I'm done with this shit. Like, seriously. That movie is super great. So we are across the Spider-Verse till we die over here at number one. Now, it is September. And we're coming up on the end of September. But we still got a few more movies to go even this month. We got Expendables. We got The Creator. We got a lot more movies. So this this list will change. And I'll be doing this again because I'm pretty sure it's going to be some of my, I'm going to have to knock out, knock down. So for right now, the top 10 list is Joyride at 10, Ant-Man 3 at 9, what was a Scream 6 at 8, Oppenheimer at 7, Creed 3 at 6, John Wick at John Wick 4 at 5. Number 4, we got Fast 10. Number 3, we got Gran Turismo. Number 2, Guardians 3. And number 1, Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And that is subject to change. We still got three months left in this beautiful year. The year is flown by, you guys. So we got three months left, or less than three months, actually. October, November. De- well, no, we, yeah, we still got three months left. We got October, November, December. So stay tuned for the updated version of this. But for now, I'll see you guys on the next one, the next list. Well, I ain't going to tell you what the next list is. I'll just see you guys on the next one. Believe in T, make believers.